you're listening to the Business of Branding podcast. If you are a creative female entrepreneur ready to connect with more of those heck yes clients, build an irresistible brand, and allow growing your business to feel easier than ever before, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Nikki Arnsman, a brand designer and strategist, a mama, and a little bit of a serial entrepreneur. On this podcast, I share all the strategies, tips, and lessons learned that have helped me build and scale an aligned business. My hope is that the content here will inspire you to go out and do the same for yourself. Welcome to another episode of the Business of Branding podcast. I'm excited today again because I'm not alone, so you don't have to only hear my sweet voice, but I have an awesome guest here today, um, Dara Sklar. She is um, an incredible, incredible entrepreneur who works on all things systems. Um, She helps save you from digital clutter that's slowing you down in your business. And I love these examples, messy files, manual systems, lost passwords, which I'm like the lost password my assistant will will attest to this. Um, Her passion is for organization and she'll have you back on track scaling your business in no time. So I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for coming on. Why don't you give everyone a little bit more, a better introduction, a deeper introduction into who you are, how you got started, how you got so organized. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think it was uh, the how I got so organized question is, is a, uh, a tough one because you know how we have our, our kind of our genius that, and I don't want to call myself a genius, but you know, we, you have these skills that you take for granted. And I have just always been organized. And the moment that I set foot in an office and I started using computers and I started using filing cabinets, like it was such a joy for me to be organized and to know where everything was. And it never occurred to me to be any other way until I started my own business. And then everything fell apart because I was so busy and I was so excited to have clients saying yes and money coming in that I took for granted that I had been organized when I was an employee. And now all of a sudden I was working for myself. And it's kind of like when you go off to university and you're like, well, nobody's taking attendance. So I don't have to go to school today. And then you suddenly realize that, you know, three months have gone by and everything's a mess and you need help and you can't ask for help or you can't get help in a, um, in a structured way because you have not created the systems and you are a mess. And I remember the very first assistant that I ever got, I had to like literally have them come in and sit beside me because there was no other way to communicate my own processes or to show them or to give them passwords. Like I just, I I had to have someone physically with me, Mm -hmm. even though it was an online business because I didn't have anything set up in any other way. Yeah. That makes me laugh because I think about when like, yes, it makes so much sense for like organization and productivity and systems and structure. Um, And also it reminds me of when you are starting out on your own and you don't have like upper management to go to or a marketing department to go to or like anyone else to ask these questions like you wear all of those hats so it's kind of like yeah like who who are you going to to help you get these things in place or support you in getting things organized or make sense of your mess um 
And I know that it would be so beneficial, even from my own perspective, to like have to be like educated on this early on um, versus like scrambling down the line. Totally. And like there's no there's no manual for how to do a job that you're inventing as you go. Right. Right. Okay. So, so let's talk about, were you always doing this type of work or you said like, were you in corporate earlier on or what was your like back? What's your background? My background is with small businesses. So like right out of university, I started working for an alarm company and then I moved off, moved away and I, I traveled across the country and I started working for a company that my dad had worked for my whole life. And then he and five employees had bought that business from the retiring founder. Mm. And it just, you know, the timing and my desire to move and the job opportunity came along and I became the office manager for that company. And while I was working there, so it was a small business, like I think total of 14 employees. And so I, I think my, because I was always working for small businesses, as opposed to like one small cog in a very big system, I was you know, I, I always did wear m- many hats. And so when I went and transitioned to starting my own business, which was totally accidental, that the, the, the act of being a small business felt very natural to me. And again, my, you know, my dad yeah. had been a, um, an entrepreneur as well. And the business itself that I built had nothing to do with organization, but the skills that I had to acquire in order to grow a business as a solopreneur who, had, who was leaving her, you know, full-time income, those were the skills that I later turned into the okay. business that I have today. So I originally started doing marketing for real estate agents and being an assistant. And I had, you know, dozens and dozens of clients and built hundreds of websites and, you know, all kinds of stuff, not by myself because I did eventually hire and grow, but all of those years in business. And then I'm like, well, I'm tired of working for realtors. What other like, what is it that people appreciate about me beyond my skills in terms of like marketing for realtors? And, yeah. and it was the, it was the way that I'd set up my business and the thought processes that I had as, as, as a part of that. And the way that I had essentially scaled myself out of the business, because that business still exists. I just don't do much of the work because I have right. an assistant who does everything because of the way things are set up. That's, there's, I, I like want to unpack that for a second, because one thing, like for anyone listening who feels like you are maybe in a job that you don't want to be in, whether that's a nine to five or working for a small business or anything, and you want to go on your own, but I get this question all the time of like, I don't know what to do though. Like, I know I want to start my own business, but I don't know what to do. One thing that I feel like that stood out to me that you just shared was like, you were sort of in that predicament of like, I want to do something. And the question that you asked yourself was like, what, what do people value of me or come to me for or admire in my work beyond what I'm doing right now? And for you, you turned to your systems and structure and the way that you were able to grow other people's businesses. Which What do I take for granted? Like, what am I taking for granted about myself? that someone else is appreciative of was right. the question that I asked myself. Yeah, that's a great, that's a really great question. So I think like one thing to pull out of that is like, what, like if you are feeling 
unclear on a direction to go, that's a great explorative exercise to like brain dump out a bunch of things that, yeah, you're, you take for granted in your own work, but that pe like people would put a number on and, and really value and pay you to teach them how to do. So tell me about the accidental business, which is now your thriving business. And what does that look like right now, day to day? So basically I, just, I, I had always wanted to create an online course. And by always, I mean like the last five years. And I started off um, with a, a partner of a, a friend and the, the friendship and partnership didn't end up working out. So certainly uh, just a, a sidebar warning that if you think that it's a great idea to get into business with a friend, make sure that you have written agreements in place because we were able to dissolve that business amicably, mm -hmm. even though the business and, and friendship was not gonna continue. We didn't have any, you know, we weren't jerks to each other. So, but I did create a course. The initial one that I created was about using, um, going paperless for your bookkeeping paperwork. So it was really specific. She was a bookkeeper and I had had this nightmare experience as a baby entrepreneur of like creating a real mess with all of my receipts and, mm -hmm. and like messing up the, the, the blurring the lines between business and personal um, finances in the early, early days of my business. And so I could really sympathize with that. And so that was the very first course that I created, but it really, I, I think because of the partnership dissolving, it didn't take off. And so I, I had to come back and figure out, okay, well, now that I've learned how to create an online course, how do I, what's the next course that I'm going to create now, now that I'm by myself. And I really wanted it to be about organizing digitally, not necessarily, not necessarily bookkeeping paperwork, not necessarily paperless, but like bigger overarching things, because Again, I had this virtual assistant and I, to this day, she, the same person is still working with me and it's been 11 years. And the way that we collaborate and the way that we set up our system between us, I wanted to teach other people how I had done that. And I, the, I struggled, like it's, it's kind of accidental, but I struggled for a while figuring out how to explain to people, like how to sell that because I, you, have to, you have to make it sexy. You know, filing isn't sexy. <laughs> Right. Saving your passwords in a smart way isn't sexy. I mean, it is when you're doing it, but it isn't like, it isn't always a big enough pain that you're willing to pay mm. to, to fix it. And so I created that course and I sold about 50, I have about 50 students in that course, but it wasn't, I was like struggling to find people to buy the course. And it was a, a realization that I had that I use Google tools. So like the Gmail, the Google drive, what used to be called G Suite and is now called Google Workspace. I've been using that system for like a dozen years now. And it never occurred to me that that was what people would understand and pay for help with. So it was like being so specific as to say, hey, you use Google tools, right? You use Gmail and Google Drive. Is it a mess? I can help you untangle, untangle the mess. And, and it's like this it's the thing you take for granted. Everybody has email, everybody has cloud storage, but we don't think about setting up the infrastructure, especially for people who are small businesses, you know, one to five people or just starting out in their earlier days. It isn't a priority. Finding clients is a priority. Of course, it's a priority, mm -hmm. but setting up the infrastructure so that you can grow in a, in a comfortable way, grow in a way that allows you to delegate like those things are things that people dismiss basically. So 
Yeah, this is so interesting because like what it what what I think of and I said this before we even started recording is so many early stage entrepreneurs and even like beyond the first five years, you're doing a lot of like flying by the seat of your pants and you you sort of said it a little better, which is really you're just trying to find clients like you're just trying to like make a steady income, find your next client, find your next project that your time you don't feel like your time is best spent on keeping things like tight, neat and organized. But the reality is that once you do get to a certain point, that's really the catalyst for you being able to seamlessly bring someone onto your team and say, okay, like here's all of this stuff organized in this way. And then they sort of like fit in a lot better. I think it minimalizes the amount of time it takes to onboard someone, the amount of time it takes for you to grow into your next level. Um, And I think that it's something that should be paid a little bit more attention to early on in your business. um, Because it's like, it's, it reminds me of the same thing. That's like, I, you just feel like you can do it all. Like, you're just like, oh yeah, this will work. Like this will suffice. This will be fine. But it's, it's not right. It's not enough to just like write down your passwords or feel like you're just going to remember them in your head, like, or have an organized inbox or whatever it is. So you primarily are working in the Google workspace. I am. Yeah. And mostly just, you know, the concepts that I teach inside of the course that I have are applicable to any application. It just so happens that I, you know, as market as a marketer, I needed an angle in order to mm-hmm. draw people's attention. So mm-hmm. the concepts apply, and I'm going to share some tips uh, with you guys so that because it, because there's a lot of um, I think people think that they have to do things perfectly, and I want to mm-hmm. I want to clarify something that you just said, which is you don't have to stop and set up your systems. There's an episode of How I Met Your Mother that always amuses me. I I really like How I Met Your Mother. And Ted is going off on his own and he's going to build his architecture firm. And he has to pick like the company font and he has to choose the company pen and he has to get his website ready. And he hasn't made a single phone call to any prospective client, but he has to set up all all these things and make them all Mm -hmm. perfect. And I want to make sure that people aren't misunderstanding that I'm suggesting that you don't pursue. But the thing is, there's a, a balance that can be had. And if you just change your attitude or make sure that your attitude includes not putting everything off. So don't create the pile of mess, allow for like a small margin of keeping things in control as you are doing the things that make you money. Because I think what happens is you're like, running around with the chicken with your, like a chicken with your head cut off your whether it's out of busyness or out of excitement or having mm-hmm. clients and doing things and making money on your, in your whether it's your side hustle or your new your new gig that you just you're like that's tomorrow tomorrow Dara's problem mm-hmm. I'll deal with that when it comes to tax time I'll deal with that when I have to hire someone and the the reality is that if you just take a little bit of time up front yeah. to set you know so so you think about like what what will help me be more efficient tomorrow or next week or in a year? What will not screw me over <laughs> in the future? And, and it's, it's such a small um, thought pattern change, but I'm gonna give you a silly, another, a silly example. 
but imagine you have like homemade pizza, well not homemade, but whatever, pizza out of a box and you make it in your oven in your kitchen and you pull it out of the oven and it's all gooey and cheesy and you take your knife and you cut into it and you go sit down on the couch and you're eating your pizza. Well, if you leave the knife on the counter, then when it comes time to wash the knife, you have to like run the hot water and warm up the, warm up the knife and then scrub the cheese off. But if you took that hot knife and with the hot gooey cheese just fresh and you like ran it under the water and scrubbed it, it would take five seconds to clean instead of the minute that it takes because you're like, I'll do it later. And so it's like those little decisions and they happen all throughout our lives. And as soon as you start seeing things through that lens, as soon as you start looking at what are the things that I do? And I, I, this is also kind of silly. I saw a TikTok video the other day and it was like, don't put it here, put it there. And it was like this guy and he was like, don't put it down, put it away. Don't, so it's yeah. like, it doesn't take any longer to do the right thing with something. So you download a file, put it in the folder that it belongs in. Even right. if it's like my accounting to-do later folder, put it there instead of on your desktop. You know, right. so it's like these little things that we, and, and it's all incremental. So it really depends on where you're starting, what your personality is, but all of these things, they pile up on each other in a positive way as you build these like habits and muscles and thoughts. So it's like, oh, I, I'm always clicking forget password. Well, I'm going to sign up for LastPass and I'm going to start saving these passwords into LastPass so that when I have to go looking for them or sharing them in the future, I have the infrastructure set up and I don't have to go through because it, it stops us from making, from making procedures or from, you know, working, collaborating with someone like these, this mess is usually what stops someone because it then feels like it's going to take 10 times longer than it is because you don't have things set up. So it's like all these little things that compound and grow on each other that are, I mean, I'm being vague, but like, honestly, it's life-changing when you start seeing things that way. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the, and the descriptions that you shared, the analogies that you shared so hit home I think of like and it's I like specifically think of this around housework like yeah like cleaning the dishes like if my husband leaves like a bowl of cereal and then the cereal gets stuck on the like walls of the bowl and now you have to like scrape cornflakes off the bowl versus like if it was just washed in that moment right or laundry and then I don't have LastPass. This is like the bane of my existence that you shared is that I don't have LastPass. My assistant is always like, we need LastPass. And I'm like, yes, we need LastPass. And it's like the one thing that I'm like always, even like my dog stepped on my laptop, all my passwords were stored on my laptop. Well, I had to get a brand new laptop. So now I'm having to re-log into everything and remember my passwords. I know you're, she's shaking her head right now at me because it is like, I, I so understand this and I so resonate with this. And so my question for you is like, what are, what are some easy ways that like these, because there's resources out there. Like you have the whole Google workspace that it functions. It's not like having a notebook and writing these things down or like having to actually go in your closet and like manually file something. There are these digital resources like a LastPass or a Google workspace that have all of these ways for you to go about doing this in a very digital tech, like our generation uh, way of doing this. So what is like 
what's the number one problem that you see? Like, what's the biggest thing that people come to you or you are looking at their business and you're like, oh yeah, this, I get this is reoccurring all the time. I'm going to, I'm going to actually maybe answer, not necessarily what's the number one problem. Like what's the easiest thing that will make your life easier. So if I'm ever screen sharing with someone, one of the things that I always notice is people's bookmark bar in Mm. in Google Chrome. And one of my favorite suggestions, because it is such a small change that makes my heart sing whenever I realize that I've done it, is I bookmark and shortcut to deep links. And what I mean by that is, oh, I have this Facebook group that I visit all the time. I'm going to link to the Facebook group. So I don't link, I don't have a bookmark to facebook.com. I can type that into the bar. But if I go to Facebook, I'm going to fall down a rabbit hole and scroll through my newsfeed and look at my friend's birthdays. And, you know, what I want is to go to this group. So I bookmark the group and I use folders for courses that I'm taking or groups that I'm in or categories within my business. And I'm using those. And so for like, just, I, I can give you a bunch of examples on how this would work, but like I have a folder for my Facebook ads and um, all of like the daily tracking that I do. I have a folder and I have, it links to yesterday's stats. Like I'm not like every day that I open it, it shows me yesterday's stats. So I don't have to go and change the date. So I'm saving myself these seconds for me to go and log my stats takes about three minutes because I'm opening all the pages at once with a single click. And I'm going to the exact pages that I need to go to the reporting, the, you know, the page and click funnels, all of these things. Or Uh, I link to Google Documents, like a spreadsheet or a document, right in my bookmarks bar. So I'm using folders, I'm using deep links. I never go to Google Drive and then start searching. If it's something I'm actively using, I'm bookmarking it. And it's not because Google Drive doesn't have fabulous search capabilities. And that's one of the things that I talk about a lot. And and I'm actually going to talk about search in a quick second. But just creating shortcuts to the the folders that you use instead of navigating instead of going like my computer and then you're like my documents and then you're looking for the folder create shortcuts to the things that you use all the this time this is so good <laughs> yeah and and then that brings me back to the comment i just made about search because i think the other thing that happens is people tend to scroll scroll and using your eyes to find something when in this day and age we have such strong search capabilities particularly google because google is google we can search through email, we can search through uh, Google Drive or, mm. or Dropbox or whatever program it is that you're using, you can use the search bar and you can find anything faster than your eyes and your scroll wheel. So relying on search, suddenly you're like, oh, okay, well, if I'm gonna use search, I'm gonna name this file in a way that I'm gonna be able to find it in the future. And you start thinking about, and even like with those bookmarks, well, if you just create a bookmark from something, make sure you name it so that you know what it is. So for right. example, um, if you were to bookmark the Google, the clients folder inside Google Drive, well, when you drag that thing to your bookmarks bar, name it clients, as opposed to whatever page title comes up. And so you can just make these, and this is ties right back into the making things easy for, easier for yourself for next time, is like all these little things. It's like, oh, well, now that I know that I'm going to do that, I'm going to you're, you say to yourself, oh, well, gee, I visit these five websites every day. Or like, imagine you log into your banking today. Like I'm in Canada. And so if I'm going and looking at the exchange rate for the US-Canada exchange rate, which I do like almost every day, well, instead of going to the banking site and clicking and clicking, mm. I just have a bookmark directly to the page because I know that I'm going to go look at it. 
So it's like all these little decisions and using the search bar instead of scrolling. And it makes just the flow of what you're, especially if you spend time sitting at your computer, it makes the flow of your work just that much faster, that much less likely to distract you while you go to Facebook and fall down a rabbit hole of the newsfeed. So yeah, just all these little incremental things on, and so I know I didn't answer your like, what's the number one problem? No, that was so good. Yeah, that's so good. And I, I think everyone, you know, I think almost all the women who I work with and everyone who's here, like in this audience listening is like productivity and efficiency and time-saving tools are like the number one resource that we could possibly have. Whether you, you know, have kids at home or your time is limited or, you know, whatever it is, or you're not wanting to work like 10 hour days, right? I can only imagine like the amount of time that would be saved having all this. And even just from that one tip of like the deep links alone, like I, I, everything that you're sharing. And I know that like everyone listening to like, I'm like, Oh yeah. The thing is, I know that those things would feel so good. And I'm like, how do I, I, how do I even like begin that process? So it feels like starting anywhere would be better than like not starting at all. Well, and that brings me actually to what I, another thing that I wanted to share, which is I think that a lot of people think they suddenly have to be perfect in order to be better, mm-hmm. or they have to make these big sweeping changes. And I think about it like that diet mentality where it's like, I'm going to clean out the, the whole fridge and cupboard, and I'm going to remove all things that have sugar. And I'm going to change the way I mm-hmm. eat completely. And it's like, they think that they have to, there's a few, a couple of like, um, uh, misconceptions about moving forward and getting better at these little things. Cause I, the, the examples I'm giving are things that you can change today without feeling like you have to go and clean up a mess of, of the past. And the, the diet diet example is just to say, there's a lot of mentality around, I need to be perfect from this moment onwards. And I need to make big sweeping changes. And the reality is that I didn't I, like my business is, is, nice and organized and fairly organized. It's not perfect. And the whole point is that I, I can find what I need, but it, I, I didn't get here overnight. Mm-hmm. I started off with the mess that, you know, I was the person that we're describing who, you know, had a, this blurred lines between business and personal and that I wasn't able to hire. And I was, you know, it was, it was a pain and I gradually chipped away one section of my business at a time as I created these systems and implemented these systems. So one of the things that I often say, and I I, I lead with this in the course um, that I teach, which is, and I'm not here to promote the course. I'm just referencing it because it's like why I, you know, it's the the place where I've unpacked all of these thought processes. But I think what people think is, well, I have this, you know, I have a hundred thousand messages in my inbox. So until I clean those out, I had a, a call with someone yesterday and she's like, well, what should I do with the 5,000 emails I have from the last 10 years? Like, how do I organize them? I'm like, why do you need to organize them? Shouldn't you be spending your time moving forward and like going out and talking mm-hmm. to people and networking? And she's a, a real estate agent. And, and she's, you know, I said like, your time would be way better. Like, why do you need to, or you could use a search bar. Like you don't need to go shove them all under in a folder. Like don't waste your time on the past, set up a system that you're going to want to use in the future. And I think one of the things that I remember 
like a, like a light bulb moment for me as I was building my business was the business I thought I was building was not the business that developed. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started working for the realtors and doing all this marketing and websites and admin stuff for, the, for these agents in my very early days as, as a, a support person, like that was the side business that I started that I ended up doing full time. I didn't know, like I, I, I was totally guessing at the things that I wanted to do. And then I was instead saying yes to the things they, they were asking for the business evolved despite me and the tasks that I was performing were not the ones. It wasn't like I decided here, I'm going to open up shop and here are the things I have for sale. The business developed and evolved in like day one versus day 365 was completely different. My vision and my reality were totally different. If I had tried on day one to set up an infrastructure for this business that I didn't even know where it was going to go. So the, the, there's a real benefit to actually just starting from today and like in your, in your, your case, okay, well, what does my business look like today? What kind of filing system could I set up based on what I know of my business? And I'll just use it from now on and everything from the past. Well, I'll go and pull it into my new system if I need it, but I don't need to go clean up my old system to have a good new system that I love using. And I think that that is the biggest thing that trips people up is they think they have to go and clean up the mess before they can move on into a new yeah. system and they're and it like paralyzes people because you're like well I have to go and I, I have this like backlog to deal with yeah but no you actually don't need to deal with your backlog before you can create a better system for yourself you don't have to find every single password before you start using LastPass you just start using LastPass and start saving your passwords into it you know it's yeah. just it's just the 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 mindset shift of how to just start <laughs> Yeah. And it to be, and it's okay for it to be imperfect and for you to build on it and for you to just improve. Like I was just reorganizing my bedroom. Well, I didn't do it all in one day. I didn't like dump everything in the middle of the room and then put everything away in some new place. I'm like, oh, well today I'm going to deal with the closet and tomorrow I'm going to deal with my dresser. And, you know, next week I'm going to dust, like it, you just do yeah. these little things bit by bit. And, and within your business, it doesn't have to all like, you don't have to dump the past all into a pile and untangle it all in order to have a good system to move forward. Yeah, that's actually really freeing, I would think, for a lot of people, um, especially if they're to come to you and want to work with you or whatever it is, like to have to have that be the leading foot of we can just take all of that and like put it in a folder and know this is like your old desktop. What it used to look like is all here. And here's how we're going to organize it moving forward. Um, Cause I, it's like the same thing. Like everyone like loves a clean home, but not everyone wants to like sit and organize through like every single thing and like rehash their childhood memories and photos and, you know, all of the things that, but like, you'd love to have a clean organized closet. Right. So I feel like, um, the feeling of having these things done, that would be like the driver for me. That would be like how I would create the mindset. The mindset shift would very much be like, I want to feel that feeling. I want to feel that like freeing feeling of like ease, efficiency, and flow. Imagine if you were moving and you packed up all your boxes and you moved into a new house and there's a whole bunch of boxes that you never unpacked because they weren't like things you were using right in this minute, but you don't want to get rid of them, but you haven't unpacked those boxes. And then the next thing you know, five years have gone by and you still haven't unpacked those boxes. Well, you don't need to do anything other than leave them in the basement for like, you know, 
sentimentality <laughs> or whatever, or like you open it, like it's Christmas five years later, but it's the same kind of idea. Like the, the, there's this statistic that I read or heard somewhere a while ago. That's like more than 80% of your files, your old files on your computer, you never even access again, or you never even need to look at again. Yeah. And so why, why <laughs> spend the time and resources and, and me- mental bandwidth, you know, we have way better things to do with our time than to worry about the past system, like build a system for what you, what you, what your business looks like today and then practice using it. That's the other thing. Like if you were to build out an infrastructure, let's, I'm just like a, a filing cabinet inside of your Google drive or whatever you right. build out this new filing cabinet. Like what if you, like if you built that and then reorganized all your old files and then you decide that you don't actually like your new system, like you're better <laughs> off building the system and like, practicing using it yeah exactly and then seeing where it takes you and like oh I forgot about this thing and then you add that to the system and then and then you move forward yeah so I have a question for you what is when when clients come to you and and in what ways do you work with clients is it only your course that you've got do you like get your hands in on other people's businesses how does that work I love to dig into other people's businesses because you know Google creates these universal products. And I, I keep talking about Google, but like I, this works for just about any application, mm-hmm. but they create these products that can be used by billions of people. So there are billions of ways in which a, a, an application can be used. And so I love to have that conversation with someone where they tell me what their infrastructure is like. And then oftentimes I'm essentially counseling them exactly with the advice that I've just shared here and then setting up an action plan to move forward. And so looking at how big someone's business is, what their goals are, how, you know, how they collaborate with other people, what services they're providing, like how can we simplify and uncomplicate whatever they're doing? And so I definitely love getting in one-on-one with people. Um, essentially anything that I teach, I also do as a, as a one-on-one and uh, I've, I've, I've even been called in to like reorganize people's files or merge data between, I have um, Google Workspace, which was formerly G Suite. Some people actually hear something that uh, is a really good share is if you have more than one uh, domain, they don't have to be in separate workspaces. So you can have in Google Workspace, multiple different domains. So I have a client and she's like, well, I had this business and then I decided I needed a different website and she opened up a whole other Google workspace. And so when, so rather than all of the data being together, now suddenly it's in like, she literally moved from one and then to another and then to another. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that she hired me for was to like consolidate everything where all of the emails all funnel into one inbox. All of the email history is also available all in that one space. So I, yeah, I, happy. I mean, I, I like to customize things for people. I don't have like, yeah. a, and here's how you're going to, here's the structure in which I'm going to help you. Um, I definitely like to, to get my hands into someone's um, business and files and, and look at it with that outside perspective yeah. and with the, you know, the eyes of the person who, who sees things in an organized way, especially for somebody who struggles with that. Yeah, totally. And so um my another thing the thing that came up for me while you were saying that is that this feels like a really unique process for each individual person like very much based around big picture vision for your business so like this would look differently for each person based upon like how you want to operate how you want to grow your team how you want to scale your business so can you talk a little bit about if somebody is look knows in their mind like hey i 
plan to scale my business. I'm going, I want to have funnels. I want to have a team. I want to, you know, be able to be reaching, you know, X amount of people. Like what are some, what are some quick, easy things? Like I love the deep link. Um, that feels like a productivity hack, like majorly. So like, what are some things that um, people can do that listeners can do to kind of like get them started with scale with scaling in mind early on or if you have any like set of tips that you wanted to share um I'd for love sure to those. <laughs> yeah um I think one of the best things that ever happened to me was when I hired my very first assistant the person I, I hired through an agency and they immediately set me up with creating uh, documentation for the things that I was going to have the assistant do. And so I, I, I'm not sure that this is going to be the most earth shattering advice ever, but when I realized that the moment that I documented something that was in my head, I never had to do it again. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I've created this process and I hand it off. And it's even easier nowadays because you can so easily screen record and right. verbally explain. And then you can even pass along the documentation of a process to the person you've just hired, who's going to do the process, you know, you go and show them and explain it. And then you're like, okay, now not only do I want you to learn how to do this, but I also want you to create a document so that if, if you don't work for me anymore, I can pass this document along to someone else, but you basically would, I would start creating a resource library and it's, it's a struggle because you're like, well, it takes me five minutes to do this, but it'll take me 25 minutes to document this. And to what end, I don't have an assistant yet or whatever. Um, Even myself, like I do have an assistant, but she doesn't work within anything related to the course. But when I do customer service things, like I actually have help documents, even though I'm the only person doing it, because I know at some point I'm going to call on someone. And that way, in the moment that I'm busy or the moment that I want to go on vacation, I have a process in place for them to go and and follow. So I also think that there's value in just thinking that way, allowing yourself to say, no, it's worth my time to document this and get it out of my head. And there is also like this freeing, like it's like when you write down all the things you have to do instead of keeping them all in your head and how much lighter you feel, even if you haven't gotten anything done. It's the same feeling of like, now I'm not the only person who knows how this is done. Or or maybe when I look at this in writing, And I try and follow my own procedures. And actually, I just thought of something else. But maybe when I follow all my own procedures, I'm going to find a better way to do this. But it also brings me around to what about the things that you don't do over and over again? Or you do, sorry, you do them over again, but like once a year or once a quarter. Like in my own business, when I do my bookkeeping, my annual like payroll, whatever, I only do it once a year and I dread doing it because I don't remember how I did it last year, Mm -hmm. except that I started writing it down. And so I just, it's like one day I had this epiphany that I was going to create this list of all the bookkeeping tasks. And it literally took me a year to build out that list because every time I would do something, I would put it on the to-do, set it, set it with a date, set it with an annual reminder, and then leave myself a note so that I would remember how to do it next year. That's so good. (laughs) It's the decision to take the time to do these things yeah, and allowing yourself the time to do these things. And that's where that, you know, I said, like, don't stop yourself from doing client work to set up this infrastructure, but don't not do any of these, um, of these tasks. Mm-hmm. I love that. This all feels like this is just, it's all the little things that you're like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. 
right? But it would be so time-saving and, and you know that it would feel so good. It's like going and I love when I go into like our family filing cabinet and I'm looking for like a document for our house or something and I actually find it. Like, I love that feeling of like, wow, I'm so proud of myself. I put this exactly where it was supposed to be. And like, I feel like the best wife and homemaker ever right now. I, you know, you love that feeling. So I would love to feel that feeling like more often in my business. So this all feels like so, so valuable. So any last words from you on this? Yes. 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 Okay, have, good. Go one on. More, one more thing to say, one really important thing, which is that there is no one right way to do any of this. Mm. What I what I, I teach and what I, I say to anybody who will listen is you have to lean into whatever your personality is and whatever makes sense to you. And the where would I have put this or what would I have named it or what would I have done with this thing? is gonna be different for every single person. And it's learning to be consistent and to trust your own instincts and to do things in a way that makes sense to you. When I go and I teach people how to name files, I'm not like, here is the exact formula that you need to follow. I'm not giving you, I'm giving you tips and saying, apply your personality to my mm -hmm. thought process. Here are things that you may not have thought about. Now that you know how to think this through, what's your personality? What's your inclination? Because if I do it my way, you're, if I filed your stuff, your household things my way, maybe you wouldn't find them. You have to have the infrastructure that makes sense to you. And I had a, um, a student say to me the other day, she's like, my assistant and I came up with labels that make sense to both of us. And that's the most yeah. important thing. It has to make sense to you and whoever you're working with, and sometimes you're teaching people how you want things to work because it's your business, but like allowing yourself the, the permission to do it in a way that makes sense to you, as opposed to trying to fit yourself into someone's structure. Yeah. Again, if you're the business owner is, is very freeing because now that you know that you have permission to be yourself, well, you may have permission to be your scattered self, but now you're thinking about things a little bit less scattered uh -huh. or you're making decisions that will save you time in the future. Yeah. So that's my, those are my parting words. <laughs> I love it. And I wanted to reiterate that something that you said earlier, um, because what I, when I, th when I think of all of this, I feel like no person is like, no, I don't want to be organized. You know, like no one is consciously feeling like I love being a mess. I love being so discombobulated and I love that it takes me 20 minutes to find something on my computer, right? <laughs> or like for my business, like no one is consciously thinking that. But I do think that there's like this bit of like, not like a black cloud, but this like feeling of, oh, well, I'm not organized in like these other areas of my life. So like, I would never be able to do this in my business. So what, and, and there's, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person where I'm not completely organized in my life, but I'm organized enough that like, I'm not discombobulated all the time. Right. And so these tasks and these tips and these tricks that you're sharing, like they all feel good. I still get a little bit of like, Oh, like, 
could I do this? And the one thing that you said was that you don't have to be perfect in order to be better feels like the perfect way to sum it up. And that feels really freeing for me. And I think for a lot of other people who aren't completely organized by nature, um, because surely someone who has like the perfectly organized pantry and linen closet and like all of those things, like this all may make a lot more sense to someone who is that way naturally inclined. Like you, you said, you know, by nature, I am that way in my normal life. How you transform this all into a business is a whole other, you know, thing about it. But um, so for those, you know, who are not that way naturally and don't have that come naturally to them, I think it's really cool that there are these things that you can you can clean slate start today. You don't have to like reorganize the past or even look at everything that you've done in the past, but starting today, not perfectly, but just doing better than you did yesterday and like making that conscious decision feels like in a year from now, I would turn around and be like, my whole business is transformed. Absolutely. And I think another thing to consider is You also don't need it to be perfect all the time because I think you waste a lot of time. Could you imagine if like, I mean, I was thinking about this the other day because I I love to vacuum, but I don't vacuum every single day. And it's not like if, if I didn't vacuum for three days in a row, I would need to vacuum three times as much. Mm -hmm. Like it's still just the one time. So I'm using it. Like, it's like batching, you know? Yeah. Sure. That we've, I'm sure you've talked to your audience about batching at some point because there's, yeah, it's, it's such a hot topic, but it's the same thing. It's like, yeah. Okay. So I'm not at inbox zero every day, but like once every week or two or three, like I reach a breaking point, I clean things up and then I feel a little bit better, but like, it was never a problem. It's not like it, it would be a complete, completely inefficient to overdo mm-hmm. any kind of organizing. So it is very normal and natural and, and recommended not to, not to <laughs> overdo it and not to be too perfect. And this is, you know, it, which, which also then helps people allow themselves the time and bandwidth to do more than they were doing yesterday. Yeah. I love all of this. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this information. Tell where can anyone find you? Um, what is the name of your course? What does that look like? Give us a little, give us a plug. Okay. Um, the course is called get productive with G suite. And I did mention that G suite changed its name to workspace, but this is for people with either the paid Gmail or the or or the free one so gmail or google workspace so i called it g suite because it's like google suite of tools and it touches on every one of the tools like there's eight modules it's a very comprehensive course but it's a low very low price of 37 dollars. and if you go to learn with dara.com it is actually the source of all of the courses that i have including a free inbox zero tutorial um there's a bunch of like free things and low price things. And if you wanted to peek at what it would be like to work with me, that's listed there as well. Um, the sales page for Get Productive with G Suite is very entertaining. So if you like, <laughs> you like reading good sales I pages. I have looked through it. It is fabulous. Yeah. And we'll <laughs> link all of this up in the show notes too. Um, and they can find you Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Yeah. All yeah. All, all of the things. I'm. Oh. I, there are only two Dara Sklars in the world that I know of. And, uh, <laughs> Hopefully, I'm the one who shows up on Google or in Facebook searches ahead of everybody else. Although yeah, I have got the other Dara. You're doing enough <laughs> for them. They should. Yeah. <laughs> 
Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I've loved having you on here and learning about all of this and everyone else. I will see you on the next episode.